0: George Soros is finally stepping down, but Elon Musk says old George hates humanity, and now the left says Musk is an anti-Semite. He's a traditional Catholic homeschool dad who took a stand for the Sacred Heart of Jesus in June, and the woke mob made him pay. Or did they? Roberto Bolle, Italy's most famous gay dancer, performs for the Children of the Hug, at the Vatican's World Meeting on Human Fraternity. What in Hades is going on? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Michael Mann. This is the Remnant Underground. Great to be back stateside. Uh, I'm not going to say a whole lot about the Sharp Pilgrimage. We did so much uh, coverage of that over the... over the time that we were actually walking it. Other than, you know, as I said, as I I promised when we left, just I want to assure you, I know things are really dark and scary and seemingly bleak. Well, no, they are bleak in the world right now, but this thing is just such a huge success, you know? More than 20,000 Catholics, they're not online, friends. They're not on Zoom, they're not running their mouths on YouTube, but they're in the real world now, okay? Take, take this to heart, real, real world, families, young people, mostly young, average age 20, keeping the faith, worshiping God, celebrating the Christian family, loving the Latin mass, you know? It's so funny because uh, you know, we talk a lot about uniting the clans and you get all these critics on YouTube, you know, the, the guys with the gigantic microphones, and they create this, this uh, straw man, this paper thing. this this image of traditional Catholics that they want the world to believe is the reality. Now, they never come to us. People have been at it for 30, 40 years. They they just find like little upstarts here and there who maybe are angry about this, or some priest who's ticked at his bishop and calling him by his first name or whatever, and they say, look at those traditional Catholics. They're so mean, they're so nasty. (laughs) This is not us, friends. This is not the majority of traditional Catholics, most of whom would like very much to just drop the whole traditional thing and just be Catholics, which is what we are. We've just accepted the faith as it was handed down to us, we're handing it down to our kids, that's it. You know, so we got these critics out there that say these these tradies, these red trads, they're so angry, there's no joy there. I know this guy who knew another guy who went to a trad mass and he felt very unwelcome, very unwelcome oh, okay, I'm sorry that happened to the friend of the guy or the other guy and the other guy, but I don't see this on a daily basis. I just don't. <laughs> and then they say, and the traditionals are getting ready to leave the church. There's this guy over in Ireland. They're going to leave the church, I tell you. They're looking so mean at Francis and they're going to leave the... Who's leaving the church? Nobody's leaving the church in the traditional Catholic mainstream. You know, where, where do these dingbats with the huge microphone. Where do they get this stuff, you know? I just came back from France. I don't wanna drop names, but I think I should just share this with you. A wonderful little lunch, four or five of us had lunch with the Bishop of Chartres, Bishop Philippe Christori. we in his home, as his guests, with his other guests, Archbishop Gullickson, who right after the Archbishop had offered the most high-profile traditional Latin Mass in the world this year right? Having lunch with these guys. Now, I'm not going to go into the details of that lunch other than to say, please accept my word for it before God. How encouraging it was to have this conversation with these two bishops, one of whom is really not not a traditional Catholic, but he want to have a conversation, you know? And we have an obligation as traditional Catholics, I think, to go into a situation like that with the best, the common good of the whole church in mind. So guess what? When I went into the bishop's residence in Chartres, I didn't call him a godless coward for not saying the Latin Mass, for not doing it like it is. (laughs) I went in with respect and we had a conversation and we thanked him for allowing his high profile cathedral, the most famous cathedral in the world, to be used for the largest and highest profile traditional Latin Mass in the world and to send a statement to the whole world, including the Vatican, that traditional Catholicism is on the move. And yeah, so you know, we're, we're not leaving the church, Mr. Irish guy with a giant microphone or whoever you are taking these pot shots at traditionalists because you happen to have encountered some five-year-old who's been a traditionalist for five minutes and you've decided to brown him the leader of the traditional Catholic movement because he says stupid things, right? That's not good journalism. We don't do that over here. You know, and it's just an absolutely ridiculous... Straw man that they're setting up mostly by former neo Catholics who crashed and burned <laughs> somewhere along the line with that whole crazy novelty, and they got an axe to grind against us. You see, friends, the thing is traditional Catholicism is the future of the Catholic Church. Period. Now, how do I know that? <laughs> well, I just saw it in action. Let me tell you, I was, well, you weren't there this year. You had something pretty big in your life going on that we're going to talk about next week, Walter, involving a baby. Um, but I, when I saw that, that particular point, I think it was day one or day two, and I was just wiped out, you know? And then I see these little, these little scouts from Riamond doing, doing that, you know? Just hundreds of them, hundreds of them, midday. This is traditional Catholicism, friend. This is traditional Catholicism in the real world, as is this young priests. Hundreds of them. Do you see any old guys in this? Do you see any guys with white hair here? It's literally, friends, the future of the church. And it is full of joy. It is full of charity. It has no intention of leaving Mother Church. Where would we go? Where would any of these men go? Underground, by themselves, set up shop on their own? No, we're gonna stay in the church and we're gonna fight. You see the future? Again, you're looking right at it. More on that in a minute. I want to talk tonight of something else very exciting that's happened here at Remnant TV. We have a new sponsor, Charity Mobile.
1: Welcome to Charity Mobile. We're the pro-life, pro-family cell phone company. We believe every life is precious and that we must build and defend a culture of life.
0: So when you sign up with with Charity Mobile, 5% of your monthly plan price goes to the pro-life Pro family charity of your choice, including, by the way, the Remnant, if you so choose us as your charity. And it's really effortless to switch your plan. There are no contracts, and for a limited time, even new customers get this new customers who mention the offer code, the special offer code Remnant TV get a free phone with free activation plus free shipping. So, what are you waiting for? Your dollars could go to ProBoard, ESG companies, Klaus Schwab's folks, right? Or they could go to do business with like-minded people, the folks at Charity Mobile. So please, call Charity Mobile today. You'll be helping them. You'll be serving the cause, the pro-life cause. You'll be helping us. Call Charity Mobile, 1-877-474-3662, or just go ahead and chat with them at charitymobile.com. The totally pro-life phone company. Give them a call today. You know, friends, we're not, we're not talking about, you, you know, being heroes by, by getting off uh, big tech. If, you, if you're working with big tech right now, you understand what it's like to always have big brother over your shoulder. This is, no, there's, this is no way to live. right? So it's actually, there's a built-in incentive for breaking free from these guys. There's something liberating about breaking, about breaking free from godless, Christophobic corporations, right? So people to say to me all the time, you are like, you guys, man, you nailed it on Ukraine. Like 14 months ago, running TV, you nailed it. How do you do that? <laughs> Which I say, you know why that is? Because we can speak freely on our own platform. Because we've broken free from them. Because if you can speak freely, that means you're thinking clearly. You see? Because this is all a psyop that we're going through. If you let them, if you want willingly and voluntarily remain under their sort of control and constant surveillance, you're gonna start thinking correctly because they make you edit all your comments and all your thoughts anyway, so that you can get on big tech. You gotta be free from it. And if you don't, (laughs) well, you could be the president of the United States of America, and you still aren't free, and you still are gonna get, eventually you're gonna get canceled. But because Joe Biden and his many allies, from Chuck Schumer to Mitch McConnell, to Paul Ryan, and every single news anchor on all of television, all of them believe that Ukraine, its borders, its future, its infrastructure are all more important than the town that you live in. They sincerely think that, and it's obvious. Everyone in power thinks that, except for Donald Trump. Whatever else you say about him, Trump is the one guy with an actual shot at becoming president who dissents from Washington's long-standing pointless war agenda. And for that, that one fact, They're trying to take Trump out before you can vote for him. Does that sound familiar? It should. We were pointing out the exact same thing 14 months ago. And they're using technology and neo-communism to take out Russia, but it's not gonna stop there, friends. They're gonna take out you too. They're gonna take out you and any country that opts out of their precious new world order, which is what this is all about. And the godfather, by the way, as we've been talking over at RunTheNewspaper.com, the godfather of that New World Order has got his fingerprints all over this thing. And it's just not shaping up the way they wanted it to shape up, I don't think. George Soros, for example, he might not even live to see his apocalyptic beast New World Order coming out of the sea, right? 92-year-old George Soros is stepping down. You hear this? From his twenty-five billion-dollar open society, Christophobic foundation <laughs> empire, whatever the hell it is, he's done. George is. They finally, finally had to had to put a fork in it. He's turning the baton over to his mini-me, of course, young Alex Soros. Now he's trying. He's daddy's boy, so he's all in on Ukraine, of course, and the big neocon push for for World War III, right? You got to be real careful, because if you criticize Team Soros, well, you're an anti semite Just ask Elon Musk about that. You tweeted this thing about George Soros. You <laughs> said he wants to erode the very fabric of civilization,
2: and Soros hates humanity. Like, when you do something like that,
0: do you yeah, think Yeah, I think about, that's true. That's my opinion.
2: Okay, but why share it? Why share it? Especially because, I mean... You know, people today are saying he's an anti-Semite. I don't think you are.
0: No, I'm definitely. I'm, I'm like I'm like a pro-Semite. <laughs> if anything, I'll say what I want to say, and if if if, uh, if the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. It's great, isn't it? If you somehow question the guy who's got his boot on your neck, you're a hater. You just got to stay with the mantra: Soros is
3: good, Putin is bad. Soros is good, Putin bad. Soros good, Putin bad. Some people in the West believe that an aggressive elimination of entire pages from their own history reverse discrimination against the majority of the interests of the minority and the demand to give up the traditional notions of mother, father, family and even gender. They believe that all of these are the mileposts on the path towards social renewal. The advocates of so-called social progress believe they are introducing humanity to some kind of a new and better consciousness. It may come as a surprise to some people, but Russia has been there already. After the 1917 revolution, the Bolsheviks, relying on the dogmas of Marx and Engels, also said that they would change existing ways and customs. And not just political and economic ones. But the very notion of human morality and the foundations of a healthy society, the destruction of age-old values, religion, and relations between people, up to and including the total rejection of family. We had that, too.
0: Yep, there's the bad guy. Meanwhile, back at the White House,
2: Biden just did it. Breaking gay news: for the first time in history,
4: I want to send a message to transgender children. After
0: more than thirty states proposed five hundred anti-LGBTQ bills, we're not doing the pronoun Olympics in Florida. It's not happening here. I want to welcome you. You are loved to the White Houses. You are heard, yeah! and you
2: belong. Biggest Pride in history. Happy
0: Pride. And again, it's just they're 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 running the whole thing into the ground on purpose, right? This is the grand distraction, you know, where these globalists are pushing for World War III. I mean, right? You're not going for Ukraine anymore. There's, there's nobody in this audience who's still standing with Ukraine, right? Just want to make that clear. That's what that's been all about all along, destroying this country, dumping billions of dollars into somebody else's war well, halfway around the world. So they're doing that. They're bringing on digital currency. Get ready to lose the, lose the dollar, lose your cash. They also have in mind the end of our country, the end of American sovereignty, right? And while all of that's happening at the global level, or it's they're attempting to force it to happen, like I say, I think they're running into some serious roadblocks around the world. Thanks be to God, we're gonna create more. But while they're trying to do all that, they've got us distracted. Not with bread and circuses this time, but with a pronoun war, you know, with diversity, with constant celebration of perversion. I'm actually not sure I could, the word perversion has a definition. Do you guys know? Yeah. How would they define perversion? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a word without a meaning because we're celebrating perversion now. So then that's just constant. Especially now in June, you can see it's never it's never going to stop. And anybody who stands up, like for example, in the month of June, and says, you know what? I think that the June has been has actually been dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus ever since the days of Pius IX back in 1856. But well, you're a hater. You can't do that. The
2: Louisiana father of five paying a steep price for his Catholic faith, literally. Ross McKnight says his business is now under attack after this Instagram post commemorating the Catholic celebration of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, which occurs every June and has been since the 17th century. And now he's lost two-thirds of his customers as critics accuse him of being anti-LGBTQ.
0: Now I had the chance to, to interview this guy, this Ross McKnight, this week. Guess what? He and his family are doing just fine. Again, because the clans are taking care of their own. And This is what we've meant by Unite the Clans all along, and it's working. I'll be happy to share with my viewers that you're not out here trying to make money off this, but we'd also, if you need any help, we'd be happy to help you there as well.
2: Um, yes, there's a give, and go, but my family, we don't. If we've, I mean, it's it's insane that that people took up this cause and they and they donated um, to help us. But now, believe it or not, we're we're sufficiently taken care of. You see,
0: see how it works. People are like, when are you going to get the fraternity of Saint Peter and the Pious X Society to unite the clan? <sighs> That's not what this is about. United the clans is about this guy. Families like this. All over the world, coming together, taking, taking care of each other, helping each other become saints, helping each other keep the old faith. That's what's happening. People say, Unite the Clans, could never happen. No, no, no. It already happened. It's already happening. <laughs> so I'd encourage you to check out the rest of my interview uh, with Mr. McKnight there at TV.com. But the spoiler alert, do you, do you attend the traditional Latin mass as well?
2: Well, of course. Okay. <laughs> kind of figured,
0: but I need to clarify that. <laughs> no, I'm
2: sorry. I, I don't mean to be flippant. I'm just, you know, I, I will say this. I, you know, I'm, I've am i been um, at the traditional Latin mass for a couple of years. I, uh, you know, and, and of course that's a very uh, difficult process uh, for all of us as we, we realize that the traditional Latin mass really gives us the faith. I, I don't know what to say except that. I, I feel that really my Catholicism became real when I, when I started attending the traditional Latin Mass.
0: Now, the woke mob tried to cancel this guy. And guess what? They lost, not him. So now the woke Vatican is trying to, trying to cancel guys like Ross. So yeah, the
4: Holy See Press Office published today a so-called rescript regarding traditional mass. Now, this note is meant as an official clarification on a motu proprio, so a document issued by Pope Francis last year, which significantly limited the practice of traditional Latin mass. Just
0: think about that: the dad, five kids, got himself a little farm, loves his faith, loves the Latin mass, and the Vatican under Pope Francis is trying to cancel him, right? He should be, Ross, he should be invited to the Vatican, he should be held up as an example for all Catholic men in the world everywhere, but instead, the Vatican is celebrating, well they're not calling it Pride Month, they're calling it World Meeting of Human Fraternity. But I gotta tell you, it looks pretty gay to me. Maybe you could check it out for yourself here. I'll set the stage a little bit. This is inside inside the Vatican, the piazza, St. Peter. It's June 10th, which is less than a week ago, right? And here's what was going on.
1: Although
3: Pope Pope Francis cannot be here, as he planned, he explicitly expressed that this event go ahead without him. There are about 30 Nobel Peace Prize laureates Together with young people and humanitarian associations, and all of them want to understand what kind of world is possible if we focus on the importance of human fraternity, as expressed in Pope Francis encyclical Fratelli now Wait a minute, wait a minute,
0: wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's just stop for a second. This is a big-time Vatican event. They had people like Andrea Bocelli there. Like They really went out and got some headliners for this thing. It was advertised months in advance. My question is, where, where, where is everybody? <laughs> I've been to the Vatican events like this, I've been doing it for years and years, I've, I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen such embarrassingly underattended uh, event as this one. But you know what? At least those 50 folks who were on hand, at least they got to know the difference between fraternity and brotherhood.
4: Someone uh, recently told me, what difference is there between fraternity and brotherhood? Actually, that's a good point. You might, one might think it's the same word, but it's not. Uh, okay, okay, guy, but I mean,
0: <laughs> liberty, equality, fraternity. We know what you're doing, fellas. You're basically setting up some sort of a Freemasonic <laughs> world church deal. That, that, that's, that's, you know, fraternity is a very important part of it. Keeping in mind uh, that they decided to kick this Vatican event off right in the middle of Pride Month, right? What do you guys make of the of the opening number? There's a rainbow
2: highway to be found Somewhere over the rainbow.
0: Somewhere over the rainbow. Well, I'm not gonna draw any conclusions. I just think it's a super pretty song, don't you? Oh, so pretty. Oh, so pretty. What do they think? We're stupid? Like, we're not catching uh, these little hints that you could drive trucks through? As to what's really going on in the Vatican? It's a
2: rainbow highway to be found.
0: Now, this was specially organized, by the way, for what they call Children of the Hug. Of the what? Children of the Hug.
4: So the first word, I... I am saying here to today is a hug. I greet you with a hug. The hug.
0: That's what they're calling it. Nobody should be hugging kids right now. No, nobody should be hugging kids, especially, especially, especially inside the Vatican. If they ever tried to hug my kid, I would knock them out cold. And of course, if you're gonna have an event that includes the children of the hug, you're gonna to have to bring in some children to be hugged. Stick with me. Here. This is the Vatican's World Meeting on Human Fraternity and Gay. It was for people who are different and gay. And they made that point that the whole thing was for the people, who, even the children.
1: What does it mean for you to be here today? Even if nobody is like me, we have to learn living with others and sharing with others with great love. Thank you.
0: That didn't seem scripted at all to me. I mean, she's different. You get it? I don't know how she's different. Isn't it sad that they tell this little girl you're different and your role is to say you're different in front of the cameras so all 50 people at the event can see that you're different? But the human fraternity people are going to embrace you even though you're different? A hug. I greet you with a hug.
1: The children of the the hug uh, support Pope Francis.
0: But this is what... Human fraternity and gay is all about.
4: Once again, let's tell our viewers of Rai Uno what is this meeting on human fraternity is all about. It is a fraternity meeting. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right. I, th- I think I get it. So, this, this meeting on human fraternity and gay can be defined as a fraternity meeting. That's fantastic. It's kind of like sovereignty is when you're a sovereign nation.
1: Uh, tribal sovereignty means that, it's sovereign. It you're a, you're a, you've been given sovereignty and you're viewed as a sovereign entity.
4: <laughs> we can live well together. That's the great message. We are trying to convey to everyone that was
0: awesome. <laughs> Isn't that something? Just live together, almost like in a brotherhood of man, or so, or something. Yeah, maybe no religion. I, I don't know. It just makes me kind of feel <clears throat> like somebody cares and somebody's listening to me. These guys in the Vatican—they they really, really do care about me. And
4: <laughs> golly, I appreciate that. So. Fraternity, brothers, sisters, of the, under the same God. Yes, they are brought together under one sky.
0: Cardinal Gambetti, did you lose a
4: bet or something?
1: And this is uh, uh, just an example. I don't know whether you have it. It was given to you, but you have to plant the seed, and the plant will grow is the seed of fraternity, and next year we will reconvene with this young, new plant. So we plant the seed, and it will grow over time. Yes, and this is how fraternity grows.
4: What are you doing? Uh, we'll, I'll see you later, your eminence, because I'll need you clearly for the, for the most important moment of the afternoon. <laughs> we'll see you, eminence.
0: Have a nice day. We're, we're going to need you later for the most important part of this dumpster fire. But wait, there's more. This meeting of human fraternity
4: is going to end with another document. document. A huge round of applause for these uh, great uh, figures who have gathered and drafted the document. They will be read out by Nobel laureate Muhammad Yunus and Nadia Murad.
1: We are diverse. We are different. We have different, cultures and, different and cultures and religions, but we are brothers, we are and, sisters,
4: brothers and sisters, and we want to, to live peace. in peace. And now,
0: ladies and gentlemen, here's the big event, the thing you've been waiting for, really special.
4: A half-naked Roberto Bole is going to dance for us. You gave up other important uh, commitments to be here with us. You you had to be abroad, possibly, but you preferred to be here, and... The shirtless
0: wonder gave up actual important events to be here at the Vatican, meeting on human fraternity and gay. Now let's just get to dancing. gets me in the feels, you know. All right, friends, enough's enough. That's just what's going on over at the funhouse in the Vatican. And as you probably have guessed, this headline dancer at the Vatican
3: world
0: meeting on human fraternity is openly gay, famously gay, living with a dude the whole bit. (laughs) Yeah, here he is at the Vatican, friends, during Pride Week, don't forget. Pride Month. Dancing, half naked, for those little kids that we saw a few minutes ago. You know? Kids of the hug. Now, this is where it stops being funny. This is this is under the auspices of the Pope, the Vatican. The moral authority of the world, supposedly. And what do they bring in? One of the most famous homosexual dancers in Italy. Dancing for the kids. (laughs) What's the takeaway? What are we actually supposed to take away from this? Well, Francis just talked about how young people have reached spiritual poverty, and that's why they're all committing suicide. Well, gee, Francis, what are you giving them? Gay dancers inside the Vatican? You think that's gonna help them remove themselves from the spiritual poverty guy? Oh, no, no, so you're saying, well, this is just a coincidence. You know, they didn't know. They probably didn't know, right? Guys with the giant microphone. Yeah, they probably didn't know he was gay. You know, it took me a grand total of two clicks to find out who this guy is, right? He's famously homosexual. But the Vatican probably, <laughs> probably just didn't know. Just coincidence. What I think people in this audience know better than that, right? You know, for example, like I say, I'm going to the Vatican covering stuff, conclaves and everything else for years and years and years. Everything that happens at the Vatican is scripted. Nothing happens by accident. They can't afford to let things happen. They can't afford coincidence. Our guy Bobby is one of Klaus Schwab's young globalist leaders. They just... The Vatican and the World Economic Forum, no matter how, no matter what it is, they cannot stop jumping in bed together, can they? And of course, Klaus Schwab, we, we've kind of moved away from him. He's been farting dust for a while. We're hoping he goes the way of George Soros real soon. But you remember this guy. He's the guy who's going to change your genetic identity. The industrial
3: revolution is, it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if
1: you take a genetic editing Uh, Just as an example, it's you who are changed. And of course, this has a big impact on your identity.
0: What happens, Klaus, if we don't want to have a genetic edit? (laughs) You know, friends, are, are are we done with this? Yeah, yeah, I think we really are. I think the world is done with this. We just need people to stand up en masse and tell these creatures, these demons, to go to hell. Get out of our lives. Stop. We're not going to comply. And I, want to, and I want to close with this, because we really and truly are going to defeat these godless lunatics. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. The handwriting is scrawled all over the walls now, friends. Take Mr. Ross McKnight, for example. It takes a stand for the sacred heart of Jesus, an obscure farmer from New Orleans, right? And then all of a sudden, overnight, what does he become? A massive celebrity, interviewed by Fox News, EWTN, run into everybody, right? And then the attempt to cancel this guy completely falls on its face. The guy makes, what did you say, Walter? He's, he's, he's 120,000 and counting or whatever in a couple nights for this young guy who stood up for Jesus Christ, for, for the sacred heart of Jesus. You know what? He's doing fine. So bring it on, woke mob. You just keep seeing this. When people actually just stand up and do it, wonderful things happen. There's more. Just before I left for France four weeks ago, I got a call from the pastor of of the National Shrine of the Sacred Heart in Washington, D.C. This is not like a traditionalist enclave. The the Shrine of the Sacred Heart in D.C. This guy ordered, this priest ordered 2,000. 2,000. Sacred Heart lapel pins from the remnant for the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and for the anniversary of his Archdiocesan Shrine, friends. You want to talk about United of the Clans? How about that? 2,000 Sacred Heart pins in the heart of the swamp in D.C. You see? In the era of Traditiones Gustodus, this happened on the first day of Pride Month. <laughs> Only it was in Père le in France. And those of you who know the story know that this is the place where our Lord appeared to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque and told her to spread the devotion to the Sacred Heart all all throughout the world. I was there. I filmed this. This is the first day of Pride Month. (laughs) Coincidence? Right before I shot this show, I get an email from somebody. Whoever it is is responsible for these big, powerful, beautiful billboards reminding drivers on freeways that June is the month of the Sacred Heart. And they said, if you want to talk to us, we got like another, whatever the number was, another 10 of these billboards up. They're in Florida, they're in Wisconsin, they're popping up all over the place. You're looking for a sign? How about that? The Sharp Pilgrimage. For the first time ever, been doing it for 30 30 years. First time ever the Sharp Pilgrimage sells out, right? Sold out, they had to stop taking registrations. And nearly every flag in that pilgrimage, and there are hundreds, Has, has the Sacred Heart of Jesus emblazoned on it. There are signs everywhere. There's every reason to stay engaged. And the more the enemy gets freaked out and furious and nasty and mean and hateful, the more you know we're making progress, you know? And by we, I'm talking about <laughs> us in league with the church triumphant. I just got back from La Salette in France, up in the French Alps, we climbed a mountaintop. The Remnant group made a consecration, right? to Our Lady and to Our our Lord, written by Archbishop Carla Maria Vigano. We promised, this group promised up on the mountaintop, on their knees, promised to stay and fight for the church. Not even the church. And why did they promise to stay and fight for the church? Because Our Lady of La Salette said, stay faithful to me, children of light, and I will fight for you. She said, I call upon my children, my true devotees, those who have given themselves to me so that I may guide them to my divine son. Go and show yourselves as my dear children. Fight, children of light, you the small number who can see. For behold, the time of times, the end of ends. But I will fight with you. I will fight for you. Did you see that little flag that we brought up the mountain? Story on that is quick just moments before we climbed that little mountain top, a man I have never met, a man from Ireland, he walked up to me and he gave me that flag, the flag of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Now I'm not into signs and wonders, that's not my thing, but I'm not stupid either and I can see the sign, I can see the handwriting on the wall. God is making it clear. We're at a desperate point in the history of the the world right now. Desperate point. Hell is making advances, but God is also making it clear what we need to do, right? Just look around you and you can see what you need to do. All for thee, O Sacred Heart of Jesus, in the month of June. That's where it starts, woke mob. Come and get me, Come, go ahead and try to cancel me. You know what June is? June is the month of the sacred heart of Jesus. And then to all of us, hold the Catholic ground, friends. Hold on to your beliefs, hold on to your traditions. Keep the old faith. Yes, unite the clans. Stand with Jesus Christ. Because everything else, friends, is fake and gay. Which is why everything else can go back to hell where it came from.